guys, just wanted to let you know that this week we had uh, some technical difficulties. I know, big shocker. Uh, but we had the audio uh, cutting in and out, and it ended up making it so that it was basically impossible for me to uh, sync up individual wave files or raw audio. And so this week's side A and side B are both going to be just uh, some edited versions of the live track. So it's probably not going to sound quite as good or be quite as balanced as it is uh, in a normal week, but unfortunately, that kind of thing just happens sometimes. Hope you still enjoy it, guys, and uh, thank you so much for listening. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I just had to make sure that everything was actually working, and it is, at least for now. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday. Panic like he was about to say something there for a second. I almost stopped myself. Thursday, October 26th, 2017. It's another day. It's another technical alpha. And it was another one. This is three three weeks running that I've been out of the house until like the last half an hour before. You'd think that uh, things would go smoother each week. Nope. Just wouldn't be technical alpha without things going up in flames, but we got it sorted out relatively quickly, actually, to be honest with you. I was scared with Panic and his new setup and his complete rearranging of audio equipment, and there's more to be done yet, and I was like, oh god, is it all going to explode right as we get into it? And no, apparently not, at least, again, not for now. Gentlemen, how are you both doing today? Jeff's got a mouthful of food, so... <laughs> Jeff's, Jeff's getting that yogurt into him. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, things are going well. Um, I got most of the setup and everything dialed in. I still have to spend probably two or three hours this week and just finalizing everything. But like everything is plugged in, everything is working, nothing is on fire. Mm. Good stuff all around. TwitchCon kind of threw the whole schedule out because I was going to have everything done. But you know, got a drink and stuff. Hey, TwitchCon was TwitchCon, uh, and we'll probably we'll probably talk about that momentarily. But Mr. Black, yeah. How are you doing? How is that yogurt? More importantly, the question everyone is wondering right now on their minds, how good is that yogurt? Pretty good. I added um, some oatmeal to it. Are you going to mute it? yourself on Skype, by the way? Please and thank you. I'm not muted? Oh, shit. All right. There we go. So, yeah, it was pretty good. I add some oatmeal and raisin and coconut into the yogurt, and then I stir mm. it around, and then I take mm. a bite. It's like a miniature par- parfait, except you're not spending eight, nine, ten thousand dollars on it. Exactly. Caleb buys these big bags <laughs> of them at Costco, and it's just delicious. Good, healthy snack. Yeah. Why are they so expensive? Like everywhere you get a yogurt parfait, it doesn't matter if it's at like a grocery store or a, or at like a Tim Hortons or something. It's just fucking yogurt and like a sprints, like a little sprinkle of 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 oats. And like, it's, it's like hand, it's hand prepped, so they got to pay somebody <laughs> to make the damn thing. It's so expensive, but uh, but yeah, Mister Panic. Quickly, and we're going to talk about at least one section of TwitchCon at least for for a moment. We won't drag it on too long, but definitely something that I, that I guess would be fun to talk about. But how was TwitchCon for you? Uh, this is the third one now, right? Yes. So I have to assume things are at least a mildly well-oiled machine with far less breakdowns and explosions than previous years. 
Um, TwitchCon is still a convention that doesn't quite know what kind of convention it wants to be. But that being said, this was probably the best TwitchCon they've had. Um, they had a lot of the other stuff that they've kind of missed on at the other conventions sorted out for this one. Um, the only real major fault, and I was tweeting about it over the weekend when I did have internet, was you put a bunch of internet people into one place and then take away the internet, things aren't going to go so great. But um, That's true, yeah. Other than the complete signal dead zone that was the Long Beach Convention Center, the actual event itself was really put together very well. Um, the after parties were good. Um, the panels were good. Um, it was just a much better convention than the prior two good yeah because uh, i mean i think everyone expected the first one to be an absolute gong show from from front to back and it was the first one was just like a weird business convention <laughs> that like the convention center kind of closed down at like six and no one was around and then things just got weird after that good 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 um oh, i'm just sorry i'm, I'm asking because last the last couple of weeks i've been blasting people with my audio and not so much everyone else on the track because we've had discord actually panic and i were just discussing this before the podcast kicked off at some point in discord's development they everything that moves through discord unless you're using like a really specific microphone or your or windows is doing some really specific stuff everything is quiet and odd and and weird but i think we we're good to go so this week I guess to spin right out of that, just for an easy segue, TwitchCon happened. Uh, like every year, I'm 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 kind of jealous because I don't go to cons very often, uh, and I'm waiting like to go to a TwitchCon at least once so I can meet up with some other streamers and and say hi, people I've you know known online for a long time, and everyone is um, they're they're all retweeting. They're retweets. Like, it'll be like, somebody will post a picture, and then a person they have tagged in it will retweet it, and then the person that originally posted it will retweet the retweet of the picture, the person that's in it, and so there's like this seven-hour-long block of of <laughs> TwitchCon-related retweets of, of pictures that are the exact same photograph over and over again. Hold on. Rex? Rex has got this. I don't know if you guys can see this right now. Maybe if I move. <laughs> He's got this, God, this is not going to play to those listening on iTunes, he's, but if you can hear it gently in the background, he's got a stupid freaking, well, it's adorable, really. It's like, it's a pumpkin, like, jester collar on. It's got bells all over it, and he is losing his mind right now. Come here. Come here. This is, this is what he had on him. So I'm, like, trying to talk, and all I can hear in the background is... <laughs> Just the constant jingling. We tried, we tried buying him, or Gabs did anyway... Bought him some bat wings, and the, today when we were out, and the elastics, because Rex is the size of a dog, he's not a, he's not a, he's not a cat really. We tried to put it on, and it was pulling his arms up, and he didn't know what to do with himself, so he was he was trying to walk, and he'd only go about two steps, and then he'd just lay down, give up, and then he'd get up again, and Gabs grabbed the 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 treat bag, and was like, "Come on over," and he fucking dies for food, and he'd like. He'd, he'd like struggle like he had just had a seizure and he's trying so desperately <laughs> to get to the bag and then he'd give up and he'd just fall over. So I think we've given up on that dream and now we've got the the pre-Christmas jingle bells over right. here. But anyway, um, at TwitchCon, the the thing that everyone ended up talking about, at least for, for a portion of it, was the IRL streamers. Oh my god. 
Um, that blew up my timeline for at least two of the three days. Bad. Like, yeah, um, straight up bad. And I, and I got, you know, I got all manner of stuff show up. I've got, I had, I have people saying, you know, it's not, it, it's not that many of them, but there are some that are being particularly bad about it. And, you know, some of them are being respectful. Others are just like right up in your face like you're, you you haven't said that you want to be necessarily on right now and all of a sudden you're in the middle of a live stream and they're just like arm around shoulder and hey what's up and uh and so yeah for for somebody who was actually there I would like to hear your take on on what it was like cuz apparently at least for the 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 party that opened the whole thing it was a it was a bit of a mess um, so the party itself, um, so on Thursday night, there were two parties going on. There was the Discord party, um, which had Median, and then the Twitch partner party, which was just really, I was actually probably my favorite party of the entire event, even more than the actual TwitchCon party. Um, they pretty much just booked out one of the hotels nearby, and they just had the entire patio area completely booked with like tents and a couple of bars. And they just had, like, bar games, like, you know, giant Jenga, beanbag toss. And it was just a very chill event where, you know, people were just like, you know. That actually sounds pretty dope. Yeah, you just, like, sit on chairs. You'd be able to talk with people. You can get drinks. You just walk around and mingle. It was just a very laid-back affair. Um, And it was very nice. But then the other problem was you had all these IRL streamers, like, walking around saying, oh, my God, I'm in the, you know, exclusive partner party. And then they'd be walking up to partners and stuff. And, like, trying to, like, get them in on the stream to, like, talk to streams or whatever. And they were just being loud and kind of obnoxious. And a lot of people were like, the con hasn't even started yet. You guys can lay off, you know, maybe mingle and network and just kind of enjoy the party. You don't have to be, like, on all the time streaming. You know, you have another three days of that coming up. But, like, you know, it was kind of a little messy at the party for that. Um, That was, like, the first major issue. Um, the second one was actually on the show floor. Um, that was part of the reason the internet was dead all the time was because everyone was pretty much eating up the bandwidth doing IRL streams so bad that it was pretty much knocking data out every few minutes. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, so there were points where people just couldn't coordinate. I'd have to, like, outside of the convention center, I'd have to be like, I'm heading in. Where are people going to be? And if it takes me more than 10 minutes to get there, chances are people are gone. And it's like, well, shit. And then once you're on the floor, if you don't come out for air <laughs> or internet, um, <laughs> you're going to get, like, I was getting notifications like three, four hours after the fact. If I'd, like, get a ping of data, be like, hey, you missed all these messages. I'm like, sweet. Um, uh. But the worst part about it was their manners. Um, one particular instance that stuck out in my mind was um, me and a couple of the streamers. We were actually at the Razor booth talking to Razor about some of the stuff they have coming out for their entry-level streamers. Mm-hmm. Um and this guy, literally full-on selfie stick, talking to chat, just walks up and is just, like, talking to his stream, saying, yo, I'm going to be checking out all this Razor gear. We're going to be playing Overwatch. And as he's doing this, he's, like, backing into the Razor employee who's talking to us and, like, trying to push him out of the way, you know, <laughs> so he can get on the computer to play some Overwatch. Oh, my God. And, like, to show off the gear. And the employee's just like, hey, um, can you not film right now i'm talking to some streamers about some of our products and you're interrupting and that guy just was just like i'm trying to stream 
I was just like, yeah. okay. It raises so like, obviously, and he's like, I told you, you can't record, so you can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's as simple as it is, as it gets, yeah. right? It's like I don't, I, I don't want to be recorded, and so yeah. Congratulations, turn your camera off uh, or get it out of here. So there's two sides to this, right? There's the one side where it's like you're at a convention for live streamers, and recently Twitch has now adopted IRL streams as a massive portion of their website. And so there are people saying, well, what, what did you expect? You're at a convention for Twitch. You're going to be on live streams, probably from people walking around the show floor, basically the whole time. So you can't complain about it. You're part you're, you're in this thing, whatever. And then the other side is, is again, there are areas where that makes sense to do it. And then there are areas where you probably shouldn't. Yeah, and then above all, it's 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 kind of just the the line of respect where it's maybe I should ask this person if they want to be on camera right <laughs> now before I shove my phone in front of their face uh, and try and get them to you know uh, talk to my chat and and be all smiley go happy and 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 be you know want to be part of it because odds are, I mean there are a number of people I'm sure the. And I'm sure the older the streamer, not in terms of their physical age, but how long they've been doing this, the less they actually want to be streaming while they're at TwitchCon. They probably are looking forward to a few days of not having to be on and meeting people and being off the internet in that regard and just seeing people face-to-face and having conversations and, and, and not having to deal with the online stuff. So... Um, the obviously feedback, this is a great place for opinions. Mr. Black, if you were at TwitchCon and some IRL guy just randomly walks up on you and you're talking with a couple other people, I'd be on the front page Reddit, camera. bro. I'd be on the front page Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> listen, uh, listen, I've been biting my tongue, but I'm going to tell you right now, 98 and a half percent of the people walking around IRL streams are a bunch of fucking cucks that aren't really streamers. <laughs> that think they're on fucking cloud nine and there's some kind of importance and they're at a big Twitch event and they're taking all of their six viewers with them and they're walking (laughs) around showing off and acting like a celebrity when they're fucking cucks. And if they had their phone out in my face while I'm sitting there in a meeting and they're acting all giggly and and bubbly and fun and, and I'm not trying to ruin people's fun, but fuck off. I would have been on the front page Reddit. Right, I would have looked like the biggest asshole. I would have, could see it now. <laughs> Maximus Black, a douche, tells a guy to fuck himself or some shit. Because I just don't. You're absolutely right. And the vast majority of legitimate partners and legitimate streamers out there, they're not walking around with a camera in their hands. And they're not acting like fools. They're there to take some time off, to meet with fans, to meet with their peers, to, to do talk, some network, to go and get some potential sponsors and first and foremost to get the fuck off the internet because believe it or not it feels good to get off the internet and you're not off the internet at home where you're get feeling guilty about not being on the internet you're out at a conference or a convention where it's a business trip that's on the books for most people if they're smart and they feel like they're still accomplishing something without having to act like a retard for 8 hours of the day so yeah Fuck, fuck the, I already, I already don't like 
the IRL streamers, a lot of them anyway. I think it's I think it's a cesspool of AIDS. I think the vast majority of them are a bunch of chicks with their tits hanging out, playing just dance all day and drawing pictures with people's names on them for subs in the background while collecting money from 40 year old cucks that My never seen a Twitch. tit in their life. That is literally the IRL section and it's AIDS. And there is very, very <laughs> few good IRL streamers out there that are doing anything of importance. I could care less about someone sitting in their basement with a dance revolution or a fucking guitar hero and your tidy whities and your tits hanging out. I don't fucking care. And that's the thing. I saw it all on Twitter of these girls posting selfies and their fucking smoking hot dresses out with the Twitch chicks. They said we couldn't make it, but we're here. We're going to have our own panel. We're just <laughs> with girl power. And you know what? Yeah, I can go ahead and sound like a like like a hater. But the reality is, is they're just, it's annoying. It's I like, you know what? Get your hustle on, Jeff, but just wanna, don't do it. Just don't do it in my face. Just you don't hear something fun. Just don't do it. Just don't do it in front of me. Cause I don't care. Make your money, boo boo. I made my money. I'm not going to hate on your hustle, but just don't, just don't put it in my face at TwitchCon Cause I'll call you out on it. You want to, you want to hear, you want to hear something funny though? There's two other instances that happened. This one's the best one though. Um, I was in airport security on the plane back like uh, getting ready to board my damn plane back going through security got my laptop and all my shit out in the bins and i hear from behind me hey y'all just checking in from security here at long <laughs> at lax and oh. then i immediately hear what do you think you're doing turn that off right now and like two tsa <laughs> guys just like grab this guy and just pull him into a back room <laughs> what a fucking idiot who's standing in line at security tsa going you know what this would make great entertainment yeah i'm like what are you like, thinking why they have you signs saying yourself? don't record oh my god it, i mean it really okay so in fairness to irl streamers there are irl streamers that do it right yep there are a hundred percent legitimate irl streamers um, there is something to be said. Some of the ones that I find most, it's almost like if you're going out, well, they have to, oh, I like something. the music streams. The music streams are great. The music streams, uh, there's a few of them. There's something. guys that play the piano. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a few chicks that I watch that are like really musically talented. They're singers yeah. or they do whatever. And then there's some people that actually do artwork and things like that, that, that there's purpose to it. But, but the ones that are sitting on there every day and just laying on the floor and next to nothing in, in, wearing next to nothing and their whole motive is to siphon money out from these 14 to 40 year old males when they should be on those porn sites those ones where you throw My coins or cams. tokens on them like and and a, and, and a lot the... of them a lot of them legitimately came from those sites from yeah. and yeah. so when the word is spreading that hey we can make a lot more money and we don't have to degrade ourselves as much we just have to act sexy act ditzy let people tell them they want to stick their dick between our tits and be and and act like oh no don't don't say that that's not that's that's you don't you don't say that shit here oh you gave me ten dollars oh you know just shit like that it's just like is it you know it, it's it just annoys the, me. Like I have such a vendetta. Like I'm, it runs it to my core. Like because I know what they're doing, and I like. And at the same time, I'm not. I'm never gonna like go on their stream and hate on them for it because they're getting their money. So I can't hate on somebody that's being an entrepreneur and getting their own money. 
But if you're going to ask me my opinion on it, I'm going to just be up front. I just think it's it's horrible. I watched I was on Twitter uh, during TwitchCon and there was a chick. I'm not going to say her name. And she's not even one of the main chicks on IRL. There's like four or five like main chicks are on there every day. They do nothing. All they all they do is 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 look pretty. And a lot of them, they, they, a lot of the girls, they look haggard like they, they look used like they, they look like they've seen some shit. And they're not even sexy, but, you know, it is what it is. So if, you, if they're listening, you're haggard, likely, and you're just not sexy. You're fake tits, and you, uh, you know, pumping your chest up in front of the camera. It doesn't look good, and it, it looks it looks really, it, it's it's not a good look. But anyway. But Jeff, there tell was, us how you really feel. Oh, I'm telling you. And so and so there was one chick in particular that, that I've never seen before, and she was, like, periscoping and twitching all at the same time. I mean, she was hitting oh. all the, she was hitting it all at once. Inception. And she was walking around outside of TwitchCon, and there was obviously a group of, of, of kids just following around. She had her camera up. And you could never even see there's unless she was like hitting a bump in the road or some shit. You could never see above her eyes. It was just like it was her <laughs> nose and mouth and tits. It, and I mean, like it was it was 80 percent tits and then a little bit of crooked teeth and a oh. haggard nose. And that was the show. And, and no matter where she was going, it was just it was tits and teeth. <laughs> And I was like, what is the point of this? And she was drunk, <laughs> obviously drunk, right? Like bar hopping oh. drunk. And it was just ridiculous. So that's that's the, how I feel. I think the IRL category should have one restriction, and I think it would fix a lot of the IRL problems. Yeah, we're closed. No, no, not not even that. Uh-huh. You can't be in your fucking room. You got to be out somewhere doing something, like legit. That would yeah, but, fix yeah, 80% but of it. But then they'll have like a you know a twenty thousand dollar renovation uh, goal to go and put a studio in the backyard or some shit where they can go out there and do their 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 dance. So just dance a high seventeen. Bar- that's a, that's a high barrier to entry. They got to have that twenty thousand dollar studio in their backyard that'll <laughs> knock out like the bottom ninety percent, Jeff. It's just, I mean, it, or it, it is doing it is something. Bit, it is a bit silly, and I. Um, I do think that the IRL section is the... They were like bombing panels and stuff. It's like, seriously. It's the... the, Shut it off. It's the least policed area of Twitch. Um, And there are... I mean, there are IRL streamers that are infinitely bigger than game streams. Like, some of these IRL streamers are fucking huge. And they are. They're making a fortune. And not all of them are chicks. I mean, there are dudes that do a lot, but there's some really, there are some ultimate, like, ultimately ridiculous IRL streamers. Who's that one, that, this one guy in particular, I can't remember his name, but he showed up a lot um, in, in regards to IRL stuff because he was constantly trying to get people to, like, show up to his location and shit. Oh, stream Wasn't sniping. He, no, I don't know the guy's well, name, but it was, yeah. that's close. It's 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 like real life stream sniping. Yeah, and he'd like let people know where he was, and then they'd like all go and I ice can't Poseidon? remember the guy's name. No, not Reckville. No, Ice Poseidon. Ice Poseidon. That's it. No, I was looking at chat. Sorry, ah. panic. Yeah, no, yeah, Ice Poseidon. So that dude, that dude got swatted so many a, times. Yeah, but you know what? At least, at least with Ice Poseidon, is is there was like entertainment value in what he did. Like he went out and he did a bunch of stuff, and he he like he left his house, and he like he did things. Well, I mean, some of the stuff that he did was absolutely stupid, and he got ultimately banned for it. 
but yeah, I mean, he at least went out and did IRL shit. He just didn't sit in his room yeah. and and play Just Dance 17 for seven hours. Um, no, but most of that shit should be reported. Like, if you're playing Just Dance in IRL, categorize that shit of, as Just Dance. Yeah, most of his shit though is what most of most of the shit that he did though IRL is just fucking inflammatory bullshit. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, I guess you can make a case he's not singing in his room. But he's also just being an asshole in public, like just just being a, a just being ridiculous to the point where, yeah, he inevitably he got banned for it, like permaban. Just get the fuck out of here. I'm glad it finally happened because it needed to happen a hell of a lot sooner. But the problem is that mindset of Ice Poseidon has carried over into a whole fucking host of other IRL people, and the the general disregard for people's private space, um, just because they're out walking around in public has now shown itself up in the TwitchCon shit. And that's exactly what we're seeing. We're seeing a bunch of these same people who are trying to record literally every waking moment shy of wiping their ass in the morning after the fucking coffee shit is all live and it's all everywhere. And everyone is apparently their puppet and they can just fucking put them on whenever they fucking want. And it's ridiculous. So I'm, I'm hoping that by next year, TwitchCon... They have some. They have regulations in place for some of this shit. Like, Channels should not have IRL. They should no have areas zones. of the floor where it's like, like no IRL. Yeah, the party. The party is no IRL. Like no streaming. Like whatever. Exactly. Just, I, 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 that was actually feedback they got from a lot of people. Like I actually specifically wrote to them saying, "Hey, next year have some IRL free zones. Don't have them in the panels. Just like don't ban it. Let them do their thing. But just restrict where they can do it." Yeah, I remember. I remember like back in the day. For, on TwitchCon, like not even well, yeah. I mean, even last year, I, I noticed it. Um, but like in other Twitch events, like we used to call it TwitchCon before it was TwitchCon. We used to go to like you know PAX East and call it TwitchCon because uh, that was what it was. There's a bunch of like Twitchers would go there up. and hang out yeah. with other Twitchers, and that was the thing. But one thing that I've noticed over the years, and obviously it is because um, the site has grown, is there's not a discrepancy on what a real partner is. Um, and when I say that, I, I, it's going to be hard for me not to say this without sounding arrogant or anything like that. But there is a difference between a partner that has been in in the program for a long time or have contributed um, in some way of the growth of Twitch. I mean, you can make that argument for anybody that becomes a partner. You're, you're obviously helping the growth. But but people that are legitimate Twitch stars, like, you know, people that are that that you tune in to see, it's kind of like if you're on if you're on television and you're at prime time, you know, right after work, yeah, right, right after work, you're going to watch Dancing with the Stars right at fucking eight o'clock or whatever. And it's going to get a lot of the views. Well, the vast majority of partners, because, well, they're partnering really anybody now is that people are going there and they're getting the same treatment as the prime time, the prime timers, right? Maybe, maybe they're not having their flights taken care of or whatever. Like maybe some of the prime timers are, but they're getting in the same parties. They're getting in the same, uh, area at, at, at the venue. They're doing all the same things that the stars would do. And I mean, I guess that is cool because you're not, you're, you're not creating a hierarchy, so to speak, but at the same time, those people don't really get it. They don't, a lot of them are young. 
they they go in with a bunch of egos. They think they're fucking hot shit because they're sitting in the same. They're sitting there and 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 doc uh, doc doctor disrespect is two feet away from them in the same area. And they're pulling out their cameras. They're taking selfies. They're trying to film people when they don't want to be filmed. They're doing all this shit. And that, in my opinion, as somebody that has been in Twitch since before it was Twitch. And, of course, I'm the guy that's going to, I'm jaded as fuck. And I'm not sitting here telling people that, oh, just because you haven't, just because you haven't put in the, the time, you don't deserve to be there. I'm not saying that. But there should be some levels to this shit in some way where you, you, you just don't walk in there thinking you're Dr. Disrespect and, it, and it's your show. Like it, it's and, and it's not even like, say, a Dr. Disrespect show. But obviously, when somebody of that caliber or a summit or or even like, um, I don't know, I'm thinking of really big guys, but even guys that are that have just been in the grind for years. That that are, that are known, you know, um, like Tally or somebody from from World of Warcraft or Swifty or uh, Athene or myself or um, Adam or whoever people that have done it for a long time. Those people kind of understand how you act and you and you shouldn't act in these sort of situations. And typically, those people get annoyed. I don't want to speak for everybody. I only speak for myself. But those type of people get annoyed by the people that are bombarding them when they don't want to be. You'll you'll notice that like if you go into like a partner partners, like, or hey, something. Wait, wait. You'll notice that when partners are over in the the partner area and sitting down, they're usually drained from walking around, taking pictures, signing things, doing sponsored obligations while they're there, going to panels, and they just want to be left alone or talk to the to the person that that they were talking to on the internet for for the last god knows how long and they want to have a, an actual discussion um they they want to just relax and then they're getting bombarded by excited people and rightfully so they're excited hell you're a new partner you're at twitchcon you've got the fancy bracelet you're in there with everybody it's fucking exciting you got free red bull and all the coke you can drink i mean wonderful but we don't we we it doesn't mean you got to act like a child or, or act like you're king shit. And, and, and it goes, there, there are big streamers that do act like children and act like king shit. But I'll guarantee you, those big streamers, the vast majority of everybody else can't fucking stand them. And so they're not around that group anyway. They're usually doing whatever. They make an appearance for five minutes and then they're out of the door and they're doing their diva shit. So, you know, that's, that's my thought on, on TwitchCon because back in the day, it, the atmosphere was just completely different. When we were there, it felt like it was about us and it felt like it was about where we're going next with Twitch and the, and the, the announcements that they're going to make and how exciting it was. And now it feels like just a big party that anybody with 50 concurrent viewers can show up to and you have no idea who they are and, and all the praise to them. Keep grinding, keep, you know. Follow your dreams. It's it's wonderful, but you got to have some kind of respect when you, when you're in the building. It's ridiculous. Um, I would I would agree with that. That that did happen somewhat, but I was actually surprised that it didn't happen more. Like the partner lounge was actually pretty tame. Like there was there was ridiculous. There were like thousands of partners there this year, but like they were cycling through. But when people were in the partner lounge, they kind of had that implicit, "Hey, we're here to chill." So, like, you know, people weren't, like, you know, I was expecting, like, oh, my God, we have a ton of new partners here. Again, I'm only partner through the podcast, but I've been, like, 
hanging around you guys and streamers since like 2010. So like it's kind of that implicit rule. Like, yeah, if someone's chilling in like a partner lounge or something during the event, don't bug them. If you want to have like a casual conversation, go ahead. But like, don't be pulling out your camera saying, oh, my God, can I get a selfie or can I get your autograph? You know, just keep it chill and then move on. The partner lounge at TwitchCon actually maintained that. It was like people weren't going nuts. People were chill conversations. I don't think I saw too many selfie cams or people like going nuts in that lounge. I think the IRL streamers and other people were just going crazy everywhere else. But yeah, no, I completely agree with what you're saying there. Yeah. I mean, from Twitch's perspective, I guess it's kind of difficult with the size of the website now as it is. And there's like 20,000 partners or the, more the, now. The new people coming up through is that if you're going to, if you're going to, if you, if you're going to start separating out the, the wheat from the chaff or the cream from the whatever, like whatever the <laughs> fuck you want to call it to try and make it politically correct, separating the plebeians from the gods is basically what you're talking about is without is saying that, that you know, but yeah. Yeah. Where do you, where do you, is like, there's a line that's going to be drawn somewhere in some category. And what do you make it? Do you make it? Well, they're uh, a partner and they've been partnered for at least a year. Okay. Well, if you do that, then what happens when somebody like Dr. Disrespect comes along and he goes from zero to 150 in nine months and, uh, but before and then, you were given a different bracelet, like even, even at say, uh, PAX or some other conventions, there would be a Twitch booth and not even myself could go up there, right? There, there has been many of times where there is a Twitch area and just because I was a partner didn't mean I could go in there. It was like an right. invite thing. It was like, yeah. hey, you know, you're part of the show. You had an exhibition badge. If you were just a partner, you could hang around the booth and get a little, a little Twitch thing. You can write your name on it. You can go to the after party. But when it came to actually lounging and being part of the nose, no, I, I wasn't even allowed in there. Sure, they I probably could have talked to somebody and pulled some strings and and got in there if I really wanted to try it. But I was always the type whenever I went to these conventions that I never I never Hang acted like friends. a diva. Like I, 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 you know, I was there to meet up with fans or my friends and we would just hang out like it is what it is. Like even last year at TwitchCon, I, I was part of the show. I did the Omen challenge on, on in, in the stadium on the main stage and I didn't even get to go to an after party. Like I wasn't even given a, a, a they they sold out because a whole bunch of other partners that for the for the better of uh, for for the, the the choice of words, a bunch of partners that were just newly partners that really they they didn't they they didn't, they weren't contributing. They hadn't contributed like I had contributed, um, and they were getting in there because. It was a huge sign up list and it was, it was first, come, first, first come, serve. first serve. And that, and that was the show. Thing, yeah. So, you know, for me, I was like, hey, whatever, you know, Twitch apologized. And they were like, yeah, dude, it was a mess this year. Like, we're going to work on it. And I didn't care, like, because I went out to dinner with Twitch. Like, I got, you know, I got to actually sit down and do things. It was just more of like, well, what happens with some of the partners that actually do care, you know, and that want to be to go to these things? And that's what it was like before is, is there you would get certain badges to go into certain areas. I think that's the only way they could invite. So, There's almost they could reward reward streamers for doing for, for putting in the work like, hey, you're going to get you're going to get this extra special treatment. Right. So what they did this year for the TwitchCon party was that they literally they had the entire Queen Mary plus the entire harbor. Um, I was hearing people complain because they're like, oh, the partners and everyone are mixed together like it's not exclusive enough. But what they did this year was like, hey, if you're a partner, you can get into the party through the partner only line with a plus one an hour and a half before we let anyone else in. You get in, 
first 1500 partners get um get like the bracelet with the drink tickets you get in you have free reign of this place for an hour and a half before everyone else like it was like a it was like a mini carnival with like haunted mazes and stuff and like 10 bars and like lounges and stuff so they're like you have an hour and a half before everyone else gets in and then they were pretty much like just letting people in in batches so like a lot of the partners were complaining like oh i got here at like 10 o'clock and i had to wait like half an hour to an hour in line while the general admission line was like two to three hour waits to get in so you know i I have sympathy for the partners who want to get in but at the same time twitch is it's really hard to do like events and parties for that many people like there's 20 something thousand partners oh there were thousands of partners there this year so, of course, and they're they're trying to they're trying to be equitable to all the partners while also at the same time trying to give the exclusivity. I, I can see the challenge there; it's hard, but at the same time, um, I'm kind of with you. Like, you can you can find ways to make it work. Like, you don't necessarily have to go to the Twitch party because you have meetings with Twitch. If you're a higher up enough partner, you can go and network with the people. There's other there's tons of other things going on that you can go to to network and interact with in whatever kind of setting you want be it small group of friends bar hopping whatever you can find it at, at the con anyway so yeah yeah i mean i just yeah it, it is it is difficult um i'm sure they'll figure out more and more elegant ways of it'll just get worse honestly like the there's more so the people. site goes on the more partners there's going to well, be it'll so be more necessary i guess but yeah but it will become more necessary for them to be able to to sort through that kind of stuff so like their hand is going to be forced i mean all it's going to take is one con where there's fifteen thousand partners show up uh to this convention center from all over the fucking world all expecting to have varying levels of access to to different things because they are a partner and you know twitches twitches basically really should just do subgroups well they've redone the entire partnership uh experience on twitch now to the point where like they're they're very adamant that they want you to feel like you're a part of the Twitch family of the moment you're a partner. Yep. And so, you know, they they're, they're going to have to have something in place um uh, for for that. Uh it, while I mentioned that and and just briefly, did you uh did either of you I imagine panic more likely than Jeff see the um <clears throat> the opening ceremonies thing? I didn't watch anything from TwitchCon. Um, did you hear? Did you hear like the features and stuff that those, yes. they announced at, at TwitchCon? So, well, we can just briefly talk about some of this stuff. The biggest one for me was the the partner achievements thing, which is basically, and this ties into what I was just talking about, where they have achievements that in your back end when you're, um, you know, a, a an affiliate or whatever, that as you progress through and unlock all these achievements, you get to the point where they guarantee you a partnership. So and you can see it it's, now visually. Physical benchmarks. That's good. That's do this, good. Do this, do this, which was partner. like two fucking Siskel yeah, and good. Ebert big yeah. thumbs up because that's going to take on board. You know that needed to be. You know that was and it's a good way of doing it. The gamified it. It, it works with the site. Hopefully, um, people uh, people know where to find that because Twitch's back end for 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 the dashboard is pretty garbage to be honest with you so it's probably going to be hidden under like 17 clicks to get to it but it's there and i'm happy it's it's there um the other thing that they of course talked about extensions i'm still i feel like i I feel like twitch extensions i feel like twitch extensions is is my old man with a vcr moment 
for Twitch. Like I've I've now reached that point where where this whole extensions thing and the overlays, you know, on the browser side for viewership experience and all these various ways in which it can be uh in, you know included in and whatnot. As a as a streamer, I don't even know how I want to use that shit. If I want to use that shit, I don't know what it's really capable of. I don't know if it really does add anything. Is it experience? I don't know if I would want to go through the pain and suffering of setting the shit up at all. There's some, there's um, some really cool extensions that you can use. Like the Hearthstone one is pretty awesome. Like where you can, <laughs> it like you can, it shows users what the cards can do. There's some really right. cool things you can do with the functionality. My main concern is. There's some really stupid shit that you that will end up happening with these extensions. Yeah. And then they want to tie in like in-app purchases or in-extension purchases. And I'm just like, there's already a lot of noise on the Twitch screen. Like even just for our very basic podcast, there's a lot going on on the screen. Um, and then they want to add more stuff. They want to kind of add like weird things. Like, there's there's got to be a line somewhere. Like I know there's going to be streamers who are going to use it too much and abuse it um or they'll have stupid ways to like you know i don't even know how to like rip people off for money um i don't know where it's exploitable yeah it's very exploitable and honestly with the way twitch is as a site i would not trust a random extension developer with money (laughs) like with like somehow getting money from me i'm just like there is so much that i have concerns about here you know what I'm concerned about? All of the stuff that they announced here is all fine and dandy, and in some of it is relatively intensive on the site side of things, and Twitch has been continuing to be more and more unstable as time has gone on. I this act- week specifically, yeah. it has been nuclear meltdown levels of bad uh, multiple days. Thankfully, when I'm not streaming, so I've dodged bullets miraculously, but I mean, the shit is like a daily explosion and now they're adding all this stuff, plus they're paralleling a fucking beta site that I don't even know what that beta site is for. I haven't received it's any info really for it. Bad. I probably need the Twitch app it's because really they, only, they only let people know what's happening if you download the fucking Twitch app now. So I don't, I don't even know what it does. Um, so, actually, so. I, talked with, um, I talked with the video engineers for me and Nathanius were talking with the video engineers. Um, for a good 30 to 40 minutes and they were they were actually asking like they literally these were like the actual programmers they had notebooks out and they were like writing our names down and they were mm-hmm. taking down technical details like asking bit rates and we screamed that Thank god i wasn't there holy shit no they, they were very receptive and they were like what do you want like what problems and i was just like look the buffering is killer at times like and like how stream delays can get like stream delays are unpredictable like it can get from like a couple of seconds up to a couple of minutes. Your viewers are at different levels. But like they talked about things like that. For Nathanius, he was talking about, you know, how can I get higher out a good rates. Yeah, higher bit rates <laughs> without getting smacked and you know, and all this other stuff. Maybe um, wants ten thousand kilobit per second for Yeah, the actually streams. they're they're aiming for eight K. That's coming. Yeah, but that's still yeah. not that's still not But then they were talking about whatever. how to like how to do transcoding and stuff specifically and some of the text that they're looking at and if we'd be interested. Um, I brought up the having dual audio streams thing, and the moment I said that, they're like, that's a really good idea, and they actually like wrote it down and were like, thinking about it, and like, no, we can do that one, where it's like you have two audio streams, so you can send like your music on one, and then yeah, your normal no. stuff. That's not going to happen. They're talking no. about it, so they can split I'm it and sure. then mute them separately. 
right. <laughs> you know, you, uh, just uh, look, no. there's something. Look, Ark, don't get me wrong. We're streaming on Twitch right now. Yeah. Jeff and I are partners. We've been part of this shit since before it was Twitch TV. I fucking love Twitch. It's given me a life. It's given me an ability to kind of not work in an office and push pencils. But God damn, if yeah, these guys are fucking slow when it comes to doing anything that partners suggest to them to fucking do. they I have been told so many times that they are listening to partners and they've got a panel of fucking judges like this shit is fucking the X Factor. And they've got Simon Cowell telling them that their shit sucks and they need to get it moving. And it never changes! The website, honest to God, hurts my soul to use as a partner. I, 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 I still, okay... I Here get lost. Go. Here we go. In the dashboard. I fucking get lost in the dashboard. If I want to find something, there are two areas called settings on Twitch. <laughs> and they're both in the fucking dashboard. And they lead to totally different shit. And I have to go down. Like one of the first things that you learn when you're building a website out is how many layers does the website have before you get to the end point. And Twitch has 87,000 fucking clicks to get to the end point on the back end for dashboards. Stop the madness. Get somebody in there to make that shit look like it isn't designed by a high school graduate just trying to get into a fucking college for design. Stop. You have so much money. They've got the the, the dude that fucking made the, that made the site that Microsoft just bought. Well, they turned it into Mixer or whatever terrible ass name they gave that shit. The dude was like literally a high school graduate, fucking eighteen years old. He put that shit together. They've got they've got latency over there of less than four hundredths of a second with four K sixty video that even I could spank it to. And they got Twitch with six hundred billion fucking dollars, and they come out on stage and go, Kappa Pets for everyone! And just fuck off. Get your shit together. Get the core product fucking primed. It's so over just Beat dead as a dead horse. You've got people blowing you on the daily on Twitter for, oh, thank you for letting us know that you're working on all these problems on the site. You get it done so fast. We just love your service. And yes, it's good that you're showing everyone that you know that your site's blowing up. But if your site's blowing up so frequently that people praise you for telling them that it's blowing up so frequently, you've got a fucking bigger problem on your hands. Like the fact that your site's blowing up so frequently. Just get that <laughs> shit. Panic's talking about dual audio streams in the same sentence. He just talked about the fact that there's so huge latency discrepancies between fucking viewers, and you want dual audio streams? Yo, man, the it's fuck a huge. you think this that, is? That's a problem. It's a big problem for a lot of streamers getting their shit <laughs> muted. Oh my god. I, I'm not disagreeing with you, yeah. but what I'm saying is do you really think that that's. Even if it happens. That it's going to be usable? Adam, this Fuck is Twitch. Fuck no, is the is, answer. That was a rhetorical question. This is Panic Twitch is we're talking gonna about. You're going to get the double audio streams before you get any usable video updates. Well, this is what's going to happen. We're going to get double audio, and we're going to have one of these in fucking Espanol, and the other one's going to be fucking in English, and we're going to pull in all the Mexican viewers, and then I'll fucking talk about it then. But until that happens, no. Simulcast in can be good. Mexican. If it even does happen. Oh my god. Shall we move on? Yes, please. Can we have a moment of silence for the Connect 
that has officially been retired by Microsoft. They did it. Thank they God. They fucking killed it. Uh, after starting first by by forcing everyone to own a Kinect and cranking up the cost of the of the Xbox One, um, and then finally when when they got rid of fucking Dean Malenko or whoever the frick that idiot asswipe was that, uh, what was his name that uh, ran the Xbox division when the Xbox One Don launched. Matrick. Don Matrick, that's his fucking... I know, I know Dean Malenko's a wrestler, but I couldn't Dean think of his actual Malenko. name. Uh, so, <laughs> Don Matrick, the friggin' idiot that got sent over to Zynga and then, and then fucking bankrupt Zynga too because he's an idiot businessman. Uh, then they decided to take that out. And, hey, you can buy an Xbox without a Kinect. And we've cheapened the package because we don't have this super expensive camera in it. Uh, and then now it's, it's kind of just gone away because nobody was building anything for it except for, uh, friggin' music games and, and Peter Molyneux's wet dream with that Milo character, whatever that never came to fruition, uh, that they had, you know, massive E3 tech demos for. Did they even make any money off the damn Kinect? Like, not a chance in hell. Well, I shouldn't say that. Uh, what Microsoft did was they built this out, and they knew they knew that they were going to use the technology for other shit. So currently, the technology in Connect lives on in stuff like Cortana and uh, some of their other Hololens facial recognition. Has a bunch of it. And yeah, so it is totally being used, just not by the Xbox. They division. just don't want it for the gaming anymore. No, and nobody did. <laughs> Look, there's some really nobody cool did. things you could do with the Connect, but honestly, like the games never materialize because. Who wants to develop for a single platform with weird controls? Like, you can't use that shit for any PS4 game. You can't use that shit for exactly. any other platform. And it's hard to code. Like, why bother? <laughs> no it's expensive, return. and you had the market for you yeah. is tiny. It's so not worth it. It's just, it was never, unless you have first-party stuff, it was never going to get into the water. But yeah, they, they killed that bad boy off. Um, and oh, the only other place where this is being used is if you watch, uh, if you have T&E, uh, and you're like me, and you love watching shitty ghost-related uh, TV programs, Ghost Adventures, with the guy I like to call Biceps, because he only you goes watch, to the gym and does curls all day. Biceps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and anyone who knows Ghost Adventures knows who I'm fucking talking about. He's literally just... You got one dude who lost like 400 pounds and now he looks like a strung out coke addict and you get the other guy who literally just goes to the gym and he's, his upper body's jacked. He looks like he pick up a godforsaken car, but it's all biceps all day. Uh, and, and they have this dude who makes all the devices that they use on the show and uh, one of them uses the Kinect <laughs> sensors to, to map out when it detects shit going on in the room and it maps it out as a person the skeleton of varying sizes will show up kind of thing like a like, like a pointed thing like the connect would register uh if you saw the back end of the system while it was while a pretty it was good vr you. sensor yeah so yeah so uh, congrats to connect for being used to uh you know finding dead grandmothers everywhere so uh shout outs to microsoft i don't know how you that watch possible. that shit bro That's... dude it is the funniest you watch his terrace house shit it is so funny because they take it so seriously, it is dead serious, and it's yeah, bro. They're finding ghosts, man. They're finding they're finding the dead. Do you want to know dude, my dude, recent guilty Aaron, pleasure, Aaron? Adam? Aaron, who's the guy who lost a bunch of uh, weight? I think that was w w what the guy's name is. He is he is the. We'll say this. Don't get offended. He reacts to everything like a black person. He's white. 
but every reaction. Oh shit, cuz! Fuck! No, God like it's damn! The, like, you know when something happens and black people get excited so they start jumping around and running in circles randomly and Woo! shit? Like, he's just fucking, like, they're all fired up? That's Aaron. But for ghosts. Mm. <laughs> he's still celebrating the weight loss, man. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh... They got another three! Woo! Let's go! <laughs> the only bad thing... No you, know, you know who he reminds me of, Jeff? Please watch it at some point for no. the walls because you know who no. he reminds me of? Uh, Travis, you know when Travis would get excited, right? T, you know, Diz, he get excited, and his eyes would open wide up. His mouth, yeah, like he gets that exact fucking face, dude. And I'm like, I'm watching Diz (laughs) on TV, so it's it's pretty fun. My only guilty TV show is Canada's Worst Handyman. Mm, Oh, that's a good show too. (laughs) Nobody's lost a limb yet, so I'm kind of disappointed about that show. They needed to find worse people with power tools. They they missed opportunities. Why does one of the Uh, guys in that group? I just googled them. Why does the one of the guys look like he comes out of like a shitty '90s rock band? Because because they're all like that. Well, they're like modern era, like not goth, but they're they're, Uh, they're alternative. They, they, dude, they're on. They're a show called Ghost Adventures. You know they're going to be people that are into just let's wear all black mm. and and you know spike my hair up and mm. and wear tight V neck black T shirts. Yes, and bring them to the gunship. Dude, there was an episode where he got so emotionally drained. Apparently, right that he just like crumples over on the ground. And he's fucking losing his shit. And the guys had to try and pick this guy up and carry him. And the rest of them looked like they couldn't fucking pick up a jug of milk. And they're trying to carry this 220 pound, like six foot three fucking gym addict goth out of the friggin' woods. And it was so entertaining to watch. Oh, the shows are so stuff. scripted, dude. They're so bad. I know, but they're I mean, you funny. You need to find better uses shit. of your time. Dude, there, I had people, so I had, I had this conversation with, with one of my friends. Well, one of yeah, she's a friend of ours. She's a a friend of ours, <laughs> an acquaintance. Uh, yeah, I would say more an acquaintance, though. But she, okay. you know, she's a friend, and we rode for dinner, <laughs> and we had like I had to check myself, and Kayla knew I was about to just bring down the gauntlet, and she was going on about the fucking chick that looks like my mom that does the um the Long Island medium. She doesn't look like your mom at all. The Long Island medium girl, man, she looks like my mom. Oh, maybe yeah, your mom put on like eighty pounds. Yeah, but I'm not. But she's 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 got the same well, kind of hair, fingernails, and, and the hairstyle, yeah. and like I can see that. And your mom's accent is weirdly fucking Long Island. So. Yeah. So so. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine was, Judy? She was telling me doing medium shit. She came. Well, that chick came here like not too long ago for a concert. No, she didn't. She was just here like a month ago. No and way! Every, if Dad knew that, she'd kill me because oh, she loves that shit. Oh, she she, she was here Long and Island. it was all it was at the Metro Center and shit. It was like sold out and she oh, was like doing, such horse she was shit. doing she was doing it. live she was doing live readings of like people <sighs> and I'm getting and, an A. Oh, I know. I'm get I'm get, dude. I'm so <laughs> like she was like yeah you know she was like yeah I saw this episode and it was like it was so real like you're not gonna believe and I'm thinking I, I I'm like do you <laughs> seriously believe? That this woman is talking to the dead. Do you do you know what she's doing? She's a scam artist. She's, How does the number zero relate to you? Well, she, well, you know, yeah, I well, haven't had any kids yet. Mm, <laughs> I, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a a a, a, a girl. Oh, it must be my grandmother. Yeah, and she my has great a great grandmother who died ten years ago. She has a name. Oh, yes, it was it was Grace. How did you know that? 
<laughs> and it's it's just it's ridiculous because what they do is they just prey upon uh, people's emotions and oh when yeah. people are like those are, faith healers yeah it, it when people are emotionally distraught and and they're looking for some kind of closure <laughs> or answers you're so much more susceptible to whatever bullshit that this person is spewing oh, of course and 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 it's like they're playing god right they're playing they're 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 telling you everything that you want to hear and and some people can make the argument while well, they're providing closure and 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 they're they're which healing people, fine, which is okay. Really. You know, not it's, hurting anyone that bad. No, but it's like when I look at it, I go, "Come on, like you really think that this person is talking to somebody that's dead?" You know, do you really believe that? Seriously, it's look, ridiculous. Look, look, I I think I think the <laughs> I think I, I think as long as they weren't like just digging deep and for profit for like return, too right return yeah but at least at least at least she doesn't seem like she's going deep for like return customers like if there are people out there who are trying to get them to like come yeah. back and like come back know, come next back week when your when your old man comes back and yeah. talks to me he's gonna be here every thursday at 7 p.m Exa- yeah exactly it's only like 150 dollars a session don't worry about it if that was the case, I'd be like, all right, that's that's a bit assholeish. That's that's digging a little deep. But if you're just doing these one off sessions and shit, then it's you know, it it, it is what it is. But yeah, that <sighs> show I don't like watching that one. That one hurts my soul to watch a little bit, but Gabs <laughs> likes it, and so oh, sometimes God. sometimes we watch it. But uh yeah, good good stuff. But uh yeah, shout out to Connect for dying. <laughs> um <laughs> good it's a good job. Maybe, hey, maybe the Long Island Medium will talk to the dead connect in five mm. years from now, and we'll get to hear the stories uh, behind Milo's disappearance and why Peter Molyneux just can't seem to get work anymore. Mm. Uh, that was needlessly harsh. Sorry, Peter. Uh, <laughs> so Sorry, Peter. Sorry. I'd, I'd be more sorry for the connect if you had to deal with Peter. Oh, true. So what else would I have here? Oh, right. Okay. So in the, uh, Destiny 2 came out for the PC this week. And, uh, I played, I just finished the campaign last night and I've played PVP, both the quick play and the competitive. Um, I haven't done the, uh, raid or anything yet because you have to grind. I'm probably, I've probably got like another 20 hours of grind before I can even touch the raid. Um, which, you know, is its own thing. It's whatever. It's the game. But I've done, I've done a bit of everything else and... Uh, I know Jeff has been playing uh, quite a bit of Warframe in the last uh, few days as well. And Warframe just got a their big, long-talked-about... Yes, I know Panic's been... Yeah, as, as as well. And I've played Warframe, although I played the Warframe in the update before this one. So uh, I played Warframe previously to the major one here that just came out. Um, and... Obviously, both of these games get talked about in the same sentence quite frequently because they are going after a very, very, very similar market, very similar player. Uh, And Warframe being on the PC has obviously, and I think Warframe is on PS4 as well, at the very least. I can't remember if it was on Xbox as well. But Warframe has been around for a good long time. Destiny definitely borrowed some stuff from Warframe when it showed up on the block. Uh, and now they're getting talked about in the same sentence again, uh, especially now that uh, Destiny 2 is on the PC. So I wanted to talk about, since all three of us have played uh, to varying degrees both of these titles, uh, I want to talk about them and see what uh, we liked and disliked about the both of them because people often have asked me when I'm sitting there playing Destiny is, you know, is this better than Warframe? 
Uh, or should I bother buying this right now? Should I wait? What's the situation? Etc. Etc. And I'm sure Jeff's getting a lot of the same questions when he's playing Warframe as well. People uh, asking you about uh, it and perhaps even Destiny 2. So, so yeah. So, Mr. Black, first of all, I want to get your opinions on Warframe. You Did you play Warframe before this major update? Yeah. Or is this your first experience yeah. with Warframe? I got sponsored to play them for a few hours there last year. So, I did play some. And um, I enjoyed it. Like even back then, I thought it was fun. It was. It's a fast-paced shooter. It's much more fast-paced than Destiny. Um, it's very grindy. Like I feel like Destiny. There's a little bit more purpose to the game. Um, it feels like. Um, and, and once again, I only played the Destiny two demo. I did play the first Destiny for maybe twenty hours. Not a not huge on the genre. Like I'm not. I, I don't think it's a game that I could play eight ten hours a day every single day like i'd want to just uh stop shooting things um but you know warframe warframe i'm going to just say it i think it's better i just think it's a better i just think it's that, a better that's a, game that's a perfectly you know i'm sorry. fine opinion to have i know i know i'm going to ruffle fine. some feathers but I, I actually just think it's a better game i think it's um i think destiny uh, plays a little better in terms of uh in terms of shooting um they got that. They got that down. Like when I played Destiny Two oh, on the bungee. demo, it felt it great. scratches that itch. Like, yeah, it it feels good. Um, but that's it. It's like you know, even a blowjob cannot feel good after a while. You know what I'm saying? And you know, once once you get once once you get a little bit too sensitive, you're saying don't touch it anymore. Yeah, I need some time. Right? I need some. I need some space. I need some space. Let this thing heal up a bit because shit is sensitive <laughs> right so that's kind of like the way i look at it for destiny but that's me like you're you know this is a very subjective opinion on destiny there's some people that absolutely love it there's some people that are like praising destiny 2 for how good destiny 2 is and i guess i can't be that good of a judge because i never played a shit ton of destiny in the first place but at the same time there's a reason why i didn't play a shit ton of destiny in the first place is because it didn't capture me the way i thought it was going to capture me with all the hype and the money that went into it and all this all the players and the ads and the you know the the the, the 10 year game plan and everything else that was going on i, I thought i thought this would've been like a game i'd get lost in like it would just be a game that is like you know what swallow me up and I don't want to be taken out of this world, but you know, after four or five mm. hours, I was ready to play, you know, StarCraft Two. Like I was like, I just, I'm, I'm done shooting things now. With Warframe, I thought for sure that after four or five hours of playing it straight, that I would be burnt out from the high octane action that is Warframe. But you get just enough breaks in between them, and there is enough. Like playing World of Warcraft, for example. When I did the missions on World of Warcraft, they were just long enough and they were they 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 it was linear enough that you always felt like you were achieving something. So even like 10-15 minutes in, you either beat the quest or you got a little bit further in and there's there's some kind of reward system like something goes off in my brain saying, "Yeah, you've done great. Keep it up." That's and you just kind of keep going. Um what I've noticed in a game like RuneScape, for example, in questing in RuneScape, unless you're using a guide, which most people do, is you have these long drawn out parts where there feels like there is no progression. And then you get pissed and you're like, why am I doing this? This is fucking stupid. 
And what's nice about Warframe is it gives you sort of that World of Warcraft feel where you're you're achieving enough, just enough, and there's just enough break that you can actually play it for long periods of time without getting burnt out on the game. I had a 10-hour day of it a couple days ago. Uh, yesterday, I played it for, I think it was seven hours. And then uh, the day before that, I, I think I've... I think I've probably put on average eight or nine hours every day that I played over the last few days. It's been great, man. Viewership has been nuts. The community's blowing up. Um, I jumped in it because of all the hype, and I that wanted new, to see, like, patch. yeah, I wanted to see what huge all the hype update. was about. Twitch is doing a promotional thing with them right now through they Twitch Prime. They had a huge frame, a huge, huge booth at the at the Twitch, at TwitchCon. It was crazy. Yeah, and, and Warframe Pretty is paying too. a lot of streamers. I mean, I wasn't one of them that they were paying, but they're paying streamers to play their game. I know Summit was playing it, and then they posted up a bunch of his clips on their social media. So they're really, like... They're going hard at it right now, and I think it's I think it's a smart play because there's going to be people that are going to be disappointed with Destiny 2, and they're going to say, well, why don't I just play this free game, and then when try. I get tired of this free game, I'll just go back to playing whatever other awesome game that is out right now, whether it's you know League of Legends, not saying it's awesome, but you know uh, Heroes of the Storm or Hearthstone or whatever it is that they, that you're currently grinding. Warframe is like a nice substitute where you can just plug and play and just go. And then if you don't play the next day, it doesn't feel like you're 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 at some sort of disadvantage when you're not playing Destiny 2. You're 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 lagging behind everybody like it's it's one of these things where you feel as though you have to constantly be playing the game and when you're not playing it. You're pissed. You know, it's Warframe is just that perfect turn on and go. I, I don't really have anything bad to say about Warframe. It's not a perfect game. It's it's a it's a little dull to be honest. It's like a it's, it's a, of times. That, yeah, it's 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 like being a hamster on a, on a wheel. You're just running around in circles, and you don't. And then eight hours goes by, and you go, "Holy shit!" Eight hours just went by. I guess that's a good thing. But you know, I'm playing the storyline right now. I want to do all the quests. There's quite a bit of content. And sure, the storyline is okay. It's not like the best stuff, but everything is voice acted. Everything is, is, oh my God, the game is optimized just flawlessly. The thing runs like fucking butter, like just straight up butter. And there's a lot of shit that goes on on the screen at all times. And there's no frame drops. The only frame drops I ever saw was when there was a cutscene on one of the opening uh, videos in the game and there was it probably dropped down about 20 frames or something it was like having a hard time rendering but beyond that i have not seen a single thing so warframe is crushing it for a free-to-play game and the great thing about it is is it's not a pay to win it's a pay to speed up so like when you're unlocking things you can pay platinum to speed up the process so if you're building something in your foundry and it takes a, a day for it to to build because they obviously want you to log in the next day and do some more shit. And there's always things that you can do while, while that's building. So it's not like you have to like turn the game off for the night, but you can speed it up by, by paying like 80 cents or whatever. And so when you're speeding the process up, since it's primarily a PVE game, it doesn't matter what other people are doing because it, it doesn't affect anyone else. If you want to speed up the process and you want to, yeah, who cares? I mean, you're, you're, you're not fighting anybody with bigger weapons. You're not uh, you're you're not gaining any ladder points or or anything. You can just speed it up or slow it down as much as you want. And that's that's great. Everybody everybody's winning. How do you even complain about that? Yeah. So my mentality around it, um, I've I've been playing more Destiny um, than Warframe, but the reasoning is actually 
the same as you, but just um, I'm executing it differently. I'm like, I love Bungie and I love Halo style shooters, and I really needed that itch scratched on PC. Like there hasn't been like a good PC shooter that's pulled me in. So Destiny did that for me. I played you know only a couple hours since I've been busy with work and stuff. But, you know, I feel like it's a very competent and well put together game, but nothing more. Like, there's not much going on content wise. It didn't really draw me in, but I'm having fun playing it. And I know for at least the next two to three weeks, all of my friends are going to be on that train. So, you know, I can hop on and play with them for the next two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. And my mentality is guess what? Warframe's still going to be there in three weeks. Yep, and I played Warframe early on, like right when it was an early beta. I, I played it intermittently here and there, and I'm like, they know they 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 know how to keep their game running. They know how to do it well. They've added a ton of stuff. So in three weeks, when Destiny fizzles out, I'll just go play Warframe, and <laughs> I'll be good. And doesn't um, it say yeah. a lot though, like when yeah. when you're actually I'm like, saying, I know it's going to be there. You know, when when Destiny fizzles out yeah. because it's inevitable, right? Yeah. Like you know, Destiny will be Bungie the hot thing here on not Twitch. Put content out. They, and then that'll be the show. Yeah. Everyone will rush through the fucking campaign and then they'll do some rating. They'll they'll be like the three or four people. consistent streamers that 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 pull in decent numbers and then everybody else is just going to move back to whatever the fuck they were playing before. So it's going to be and months until we get more content. And that's the show. <laughs> and I'm like I can you know what? I'll pick up the content if it's good in like a couple of months. But for now, now, I'll do Destiny for three weeks, and then I'll do the do other games. Warframe. One thing that tough. I did notice about Warframe is, you know, my viewership was great for it, getting a lot of new followers and stuff. But I think a lot of that is just temporary because of the promotion that's going on. If you're watching Twitch streamers, that you have a, the ability to be able to get certain loot in the game. So what a lot of people are doing is they're not even watching the stream. And they're just opening up a whole bunch of chats and they're just having the chats up on the monitor. Like right now in my chat, I probably have like four or five hundred people sitting in my chat right now from people that are just they're not even watching your stream. Like, I, you know, I had two thousand viewers the other day and there was probably maybe eight or nine hundred active people on my chat. And that's mainly because I'm a goofball and I'm going crazy, you know, putting on a show for new people. But if you go and look at a lot of the other streams it's like it's 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 dead like it's a barren because most people are just it's like what happened with Paragon when Paragon did the thing with the Twitch streamers where they're giving away certain skins if you're watching streams the thing is is a lot of console gamers don't really watch Twitch like that's the reality of it I, that's what i'm finding out a lot of these a lot of these console players i'm not saying that's the case like i'm sure there's people listening right now go i fucking play console games and i'm watching twitch right now well yes i understand but a a huge portion like all the new wave of people that are coming in whether it was from paragon when they did this or they did from warframe they they're they're only tuning in for the skins now it's it's our job to win some of those people over and create new fans like for long term and there will then that will happen but as soon as these promotional things are gone a lot of the hype will will die down for sure so that's the only um so right now if people are comparing like warframe to destiny in terms of viewership yeah warframe is crushing it right now but i don't think they're going to be crushing it uh they got this promotion for like another week and then i think in about two weeks time It'll it'll bring up a nice boost. You might see like a twenty percent increase from where it was before all of the promo stuff, but I think it's going to die down drastically unless Warframe keeps throwing money at streamers to play their game. You're gonna have you're gonna have Warframe. I, I suspect that in two to three weeks, Destiny will be higher than Warframe, but I suspect 
pan it out to three or four months from now, Warframe will be higher than Destiny. Oh, yeah. It, you know, it, it's just the nature of the game. Some other game's going to come out, and all the Destiny people are going to jump ship. Yeah, so, I mean, for me, <laughs> um, I guess I'll talk about Destiny first, because I played it most recently. So, <clears throat> I, I played Destiny 1 as well, uh, for a handful uh, of hours, both on the Xbox and the PS4, because I was playing it with, um, with people at different times, with different expansions for, for Destiny when it, when it released. And, um, I wasn't a big fan of it because the way that everything was laid out in the hub world and whatnot, there was a lot of, a lot of just, uh, uh, superfluous crap going on. And it was, it was almost kind of confusing to, to figure out where you were supposed to be going or what, who did what and when and why. And, uh, and, and it wasn't, there wasn't really any story. The story that was there was complete garbage. Uh, the writing was god awful. Uh, the just, it was a, it was a bit of a hot mess. I mean, Destiny came in, Destiny 1 came in hot, crash landed, uh, barely kept it together and then bandaged itself with two expansions before it became a game that people could stand back and go, yeah, this is now, this is now a good game. Uh, whereas before, not, not so fucking much. Um, Destiny 2 is, like Panic was saying as well, and I, I would agree, when people kept asking me, you know, so is this, good, is this a good game, you know, how is it, whatever, the, the way that I was generally saying it is, um, it's probably, with, I imagine, from what I've seen and heard of Doom from 2016, the best shooting experience that you can get on a computer right now. Um, I don't know. I can't speak about the console side because I haven't played it on the console, but from a PC side, the shooting feels really, really fucking good. Every gun I had in my hand, it felt right. I didn't feel like I was getting cheated. I didn't feel like I had a laser beam every single gun either. Um, they all just feel to them. Like it all just felt good. And, uh, the movement felt good, except the, the warlocks, Jump is the shittiest jump in the history of first-person shooters, mm-hmm. next to PUBG. Uh, and but outside of that, the movement felt great. Everything's just it's just smooth running and 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 just great experience from a shooter's perspective. Uh, the music is some of the best music I've heard in a in a shooter in years. And it's unfortunate because the music never seems to actually match up with whatever the fuck is going on on screen. So you'll get some of the most incredible layered orchestral epics happening and you're just having a fucking stroll along doing dick and it doesn't make That's any sense. Surprises and then me. some epic shit will be happening and you've got some stuff that sounds like it came out of a weird 1990s arcade machine and you're just like, what the fuck is happening right now? Nothing makes any sense musically. But when you just, if you just listen to only the music, fantastic. Fucking 10 out of 10 soundtrack without questions that's funny um, because they had the they developed that whole tech for halo where they're like look if you're just walking around you're just gonna get the nice chill music but the moment you get in a firefight that shit's gonna ramp up yeah but here's the difference it worked in halo yeah but why don't they have it here i'm like they built the shit already why not use it here it works in halo yeah. for whatever reason and it's not working in destiny <laughs> to save it's like i went through a period where there was 45 minutes or so with zero music 
Zero, it was dead, dead silent, crickets in the fucking background. And I'm just shooting people, and people in chat were like, the fuck is the game so quiet for? There's nothing happening. And we just realized there was no music, and I was just strolling along murdering enemies, and there was nothing happening. So it was just very odd. But, uh, so, so again, so great shooting experience, fantastic soundtrack, if you ignore the fact that it never matches up with what's happening on screen. Uh, and that's about the full stopover right there. <laughs> that's that's about as far as it goes. Visually, people have been saying this is an incredibly good-looking game. It is not at all. It is it is a it, it isn't an ugly game, maybe 2015 game necessarily. But here's the thing: the interiors of Destiny 2 all look fine because the shadows are much more pervasive, and the lighting system gets a little bit of a break. You step foot outside into the open area and it looks like you're walking into 2014. Shit is just not fucking right. The lighting model in this game is god fucking awful. No shadows on grass. Things are either lit up 125% or zero. It looks like it does it honest to god, it looks like a game that's not had when you're in an out in an exterior place in most of the game. It looks like a game that hasn't had the final pass of the lighting applied to it. And it's so odd and jarring, because then you'll go to an interior, and it doesn't look bad at all, because they can make heavier use of shadows and spotlighting. But when they need to have more complex shit, it looks Their global lighting bad. doesn't really work well. And the LOD stuff for it, like distant uh, objects and trees... Look, no joke, like they're fucking N64 level shit. It looks really bad. There was one scene from yesterday where I was driving out with a tank to meet up with my uh, evac crew. And there's the, the, the basically the Halo Pelican fucking sitting there on the platform. And in the background, I'm looking at trees that look like fucking paper mache. And there's buildings out there that just look like Tetris blocks. And, I, and they're all lit 100% equally. So there's no, there's no lighting value change anywhere. And I, I remember just looking at a chat and go, I, I said, look at this. I stopped the tank. I didn't want the mission to end. I said, I want you to look at this and tell me this doesn't look like a game that came out four or five years ago. It's fucking ugly as sin, but it's not ugly as sin all the time. So I guess it's kind of okay. Uh, but from graphically, a uh, graphic standpoint, is it's kind of whatever. You're not going to buy it because it's a, an incredibly beautiful game, no matter who tells you that it is. But it does run smoothly, to its credit, on the PC. Very well optimized. Uh, zero drops, well optimized. Uh, and thank God it is, because while this probably feels good as a shooter on the consoles, having that high frame rate and that fluidity with the, the, the quality of shooting experience that the game provides is like fucking... It's unbelievable. It's probably what people who've been playing Quake for, for the last 25 years have been just experiencing. Just really tight shooter controls at 6,000 frames a second. And it's, uh, and it's really well done. The writing is, I'm telling you right now. George Lucas I'm, level? I'm telling no, worse. Oh. The writing is, for a AAA title of this magnitude, and again, Jeff t- touched on this, and I had the same thoughts when I first heard about Destiny. I was excited about Destiny. Back in the day before it was released. I heard 10 years. I heard Bungie. And I was like, oh my god, this is going to be money. fucking take me. Now. 
I'm ver- I just I, like I was getting hard. Just I'm over of- Halo. They they just they, the main mm. guys are gone, and now we're getting a real fucking game. Give me something. Yes. And 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 then I get Destiny, and it was like, ah, okay, right the second time around. Destiny two. The writing is, I can't even describe it. I mean, there's a line in <laughs> there's a line that happens right in the outset, and you could look this up probably anywhere. It's the intro video, I think, to the campaign. And it's and the line goes something along something like this. I don't know if I'm going to get it exactly, but it said, uh, "Humanity, uh, what was it? Humanity, uh, basically, it flourished. Humanity flourished, or humanity uh, uh, was doing really, really well until it didn't. And then that <laughs> was the end of it. Zero backstory, zero. We have no idea what the fuck stopped humanity from fucking being gone tier. It's just humans were fucking killing it until they didn't. And that was the only fucking, there's nothing else. And that, that one, that one sentence perfectly encapsulates every other aspect of how story is delivered in Destiny. The shittiest part about this is that Destiny, in a similar vein to Dark Souls, has fucking awesome lore and characters and the story's really not that bad but for whatever fucking reason they refuse to put that shit they refuse in to tell the game. you the lore they fucking won't do it you have to go look at the grimoire you have to go <laughs> online and read the wiki for 10 hours you get zero delivered to you the main villain in this game is a joke it looks like a fucking frog that was shoved into a shitty Gundam suit and called it a fucking day. It's like a really fat Alarak. Oh my god, it's so bad. He, I can't take him seriously. His monologues are ridiculous. Uh, just Cade 6 is Deadpool to the extreme in ways that I'm surprised they didn't get sued. It's so fucking close. It's almost as if it's almost as if... Who is it that plays Cade 6 again? What's Nathan his name Fillion. from Firefly? Nathan Fillion. It's almost as if Nathan Fillion is, is hoping, beyond hope, that Ryan Reynolds gets hit by a bus so that he can fucking take Deadpool over from Ryan Reynolds. Like, this, this, is, this is his bid to be the next fucking Deadpool as Cade 6 in Destiny 2. It's... It's all bad. The writing's terrible. So, for the love of God, do not think that it has gotten better... From Destiny 1 for writing, for story delivery, or anything of that nature. Now, to be fair, there was almost no story in Destiny 1, so yes, it's better in the regard that it has more of it. It exists. It exists, it's there, but it's shit. (laughs) It's really bad. Um, I guess without... I could talk about Destiny 2 all day, but I'll, I'll, I'll I'll skip the rest of it. The campaign, it's there, it's competent, it, it showcases the game's... Uh, shooting, and then it makes you feel like a god because you're just snapping headshots like fucking legends. You're running around the room, you're just melting people, and you feel, you feel like god. It's it's great. It's great if you want to feel like god. Uh, but you get out of that, and then you dump yourself into the PvP and get ready for a hot pile of garbage in that PvP right now. The meta in this is so bad. So this is what happened in Destiny One. And I'm, I got this from talking with the, the community, people playing like thousands of hours of fucking Destiny 1. They said, this is what happened. Everyone in Destiny 1 was complaining about PvP and Destiny because it was ability spam. Abilities were up too many, too often. Where, where people were just spamming grenades and fucking spells and all this shit. And, it was, and so it was, it was a clusterfuck. So they went the polar opposite way for Destiny 2. 
And they said, this time around, we're going to make sure that you can throw a grenade once every half an hour. <laughs> it's just like, it, it, and, and I, that's an exaggeration, but like uh, you'll be in a firefight and you'll go through two or three firefights and you'll think in your mind, I must have a fucking grenade by now. And so you'll you'll get a guy low, he'll pop behind a corner, you go to throw a grenade, nope, you don't have a fucking grenade. And then you die. And you're like, alright, well, cool, that's, that's great. So making plays with your abilities has become much more difficult. So this is what happens now. You only get four on four, first of all, so it's, it's castrated at the, the number of people on the map. You basically... You stay together. If you're going to be successful, you stay together. It's like your Voltron. You fucking staple yourselves together into one fucking unit, and you move around the map, and then the moment an enemy peeks out, all four of you simultaneously melt the fuck out of the guy with your with one of, like, three weapons that you unlock by the end game, and you melt them, and that's how you win games. Everything is a four-man Voltron deathmatch where you ignore most of your abilities and you just melt them with guns because the abilities are down so frequently. And it's uh, it's bad because for somebody who's just loading up PvP, playing by themselves, and they don't have a four-man squad, you go out and you'll get these stragglers who won't stick together. And you just lose the game because these poor bastards think that they can play it like Halo and make a play. You know, like you have two sticky grenades, you get a shotgun, you're gonna fucking do some crazy shit, and if you're a legend, you can pull it off and you can take out an entire team by yourself. Destiny not letting you do that shit, it's not gonna happen, and you end up losing games. So so you get this shit meta that means that games, 90% of the time, uh, it's either a complete blowout for the other team, a complete blowout for your team, and like one in every 10 matches might be kind of sort of even. And it's incredibly... Uh, frustrating for that well, reason. Maybe they got you locked in on that, on that uh, that proprietary uh, matchmaking system where you just feel as though you have to go buy some DLC to get the upper hand. <laughs> well, I mean the 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 other thing that bothered me though is, and it does what some other stuff does. I, I'm not the other games do that. I'm not a fan of is the competitive is completely different from quick play. Really? So the two modes in competitive don't exist in quick play and vice versa. So you go through all of this like quick play stuff, you're training up, you're playing these matches and stuff, and you dump yourself in competitive, and you're in a totally different environment. You're in a best of seven, which by the way is way too fucking long, and the matches are drudgery even if you sweep the other team. And then you're only getting two match types in competitive mode, which is fucking awful. Um... So that was so that's rough uh, to say the least, and I've heard almost nothing but complaints from people who were who were fans of Destiny One um, because they went too much in the opposite direction. Obviously, things will will change. Here's my takeaway from Destiny, though. <laughs> we don't have a takeaway yet. We, we, I thought no that takeaway. was a takeaway. No, Holy no, there's no, there's shit! No, there's no takeaway. There's no fucking takeaway yet. The takeaway is <laughs> this is how I feel about Destiny. Bungie doesn't know what they want Destiny to be. They have no idea what they want Destiny to be. Destiny comes out, it crashes hard, they change the game dramatically between two expansions, Destiny 2 comes out, they reset everything a third time, and we start from ground fucking zero all over again, and now they're going to go through the entire process from the beginning what has once more. before will happen again? They just want yeah, to make so money, man. They're just making money. Well, that, but that's what it is. Making so like, people were like, well, they don't really know it. And so I think it's 50% of it is they don't know what the fuck they want the game to be. And the other 50% is they want to make money. 
So, so they're just restarting the clock so that they can get people back into it and, and spend more money. And I, I keep telling people, it was like, this is, and we had this discussion in previous podcasts, and Jeff's mentioned this too. You're not going to spend $9.99 on Destiny to get even close to the full Destiny 2 experience by the time it's all said and done. You're not going to spend the 110 Canadian that they expect to have for the Game Plus Season Pass for the, the two expansions that will undoubtedly not be the only things that they ask money for in the life of Destiny 2. You're probably spending north of 200 some dollars, which I guess if, if you're the type of person that enjoys grinding to no end, because that's what Destiny eventually becomes. It's an endless fucking grind of the same shit. It's like it's like it's like dungeons and shit with with uh, or raids and wow. It's the same yeah. kind of concept. Warframe is that the person, same thing. They call it grindframe. Exactly. So the but the difference is with Warframe, you don't have to spend any money on it. It's That's completely true. fucking free. You can if you want to. And in free to play models, on average, people end up spending more money than in pay to play over the li- uh, over the life of the game. But you don't have to. So I, I don't I don't fucking know. My short thing for Warframe when I played it was I wasn't a huge fan of the of the pace of the combat, not because it was too fast necessarily, but I just felt like everyone was just chasing down enemies because everything died so fucking fast all the time. So if you're playing with a, a group of people, it's it's just there's inevitably two guys that are way out ahead of you and you end up walking through an empty fucking hallway because everything's already dead and you just cycle through it over and over again. Yeah. And so it, it is what it is. But I haven't played this new expansion. I plan on playing it because I want to compare and contrast to Destiny 2 even further. Um, but my, my final on uh, on Destiny is don't Wait, buy that it. that wasn't your final? No, no. In terms of buying it, don't buy it right now. Wait <laughs> for the first expansion. Unless you're absolutely dying for Destiny, which you still have... With Destiny 1, don't fucking buy it until the first expansion. Because I can guarantee you, whatever this is right now, most people aren't going to be all that happy with it. So just wait until the first fucking expansion. So I, uh, I, uh, in, in kind of a segue, I, I did a bad thing today, guys. I, uh, I pre-ordered a game. Oh no, what game did you pre-order? I read the reviews. Super Mario Odyssey looks fucking amazing. You're pre-ordering it for 24 hours in advance? Yeah, man. <laughs> that still counts. I had a very strict don't pre-order anything rule. I think you're safe pre-ordering Mario main titles. I think you're I think if there was a game that you probably are are good for, it's Mario mainline. Dude, have you titles. guys seen the reviews though? Like the thing's gotten yeah. like rave reviews from oh, like tens everyone. Of I'm like, yeah. holy shit. I, I can believe a, it. I, I watched uh, it. somebody played on stream today. I watched for about 15 minutes and not going to lie, it looks pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> it, yeah. looks, it just looks great. It looks like Mario 64, but better. Yep. Yeah. And that's so. what people have been saying is that it's, is that it's going to remind you of Mario 64, which, which immediately caught thing. my attention. So uh, I'm going to probably end up playing and reviewing that. Uh, it'll be an easy review. I don't have be, this game's awesome. a Switch or a Wii U, so... Uh, we could just buy one <laughs> again for, for Mario Odyssey. <laughs> I mean, I'm never gonna play another Wii U game ever. I mean, if That's I can possible. pick one up for on the cheap, possible. then maybe, maybe. Dude, Golf Story looks pretty dope. I actually kind of want to play Golf Story. <laughs> as People well. have been going nuts about that game too. Dude, that that dude's a dark horse. People were like, is that Man. like a JRPG golf game? 
I, I don't even know, but I just see uh, just see like uh, clips and, and images of it, and, and I was just uh, I saw it. And I was like, this is pretty good. And then a couple weeks later, everyone started talking about it. I was like, fuck, I'm missing the train right you now, need boys. To, you need story. to play that game on stream before you do Super Mario Odyssey. <sighs> I want to see that. We'll see, but I, I definitely might have to get in on that that golf game. It is basically an RPG, though. Yeah. I mean, how much better can you get? Gillette. RPG golf. That's that's the dream. Um Oh yeah, no, we're good. We're good on time. I just ran my mouth for like 10 minutes. Uh so the last thing that I wanted to talk about um was in in lieu of Destiny 2 and Warframe and and games in that genre that's ever expanding and and games just seem to be moving closer and closer to the Destiny uh formula anyway. Uh, is just, just just the general state of single player games. Um, the head of Xbox or one of the heads of Xbox talked about it in the article that I linked there. If you guys wanted to take a peek, and basically they were saying that, um, and I don't know how much I, I agree with it, but they were saying that single player games aren't necessarily dying. But the I think the way that she put it was like, but the economics of them are complicated. Uh, something along those lines. To which most of the comment section was like, "Have you heard of Nintendo or PlayStation?" <laughs> because they've been they've been doing a pretty gangbusters job of of locking down single player experiences that have been selling consoles for them for I don't know the last three rounds of consoles now. She's not entirely wrong though. Because no, she's not. Like again, the the economics of a single player game are a lot more. Are, I wouldn't say complicated. It's actually very simple. Um, it takes a lot of time to develop a coherent single player experience with a full story and everything to like to like package that whole thing. It takes a lot of time. Like it takes a lot of artwork. You have to have you know a lot more sets of scenery, a lot more characters. There's just a lot more involved in delivering that experience, which economically translates to it costs a fair bit of money to do that. A multiplayer game. You know, you don't necessarily need to have all that many assets. It's much more compact experience because it's a repeatable experience. So it's a lot cheaper to actually put that together. So that's why you see a lot of these studios, like you're seeing, multiplayer games are a lot more common now than they were a couple of years ago because internet's better, it's easier, and it lets companies do the whole, like, games as a service thing. It's like, we'll do the Maddens every year. We'll do the battlefield every other year or something. And, you know, and it, 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 it's rehashing the same formula without having to do a lot of the extra creative work that goes into making a good single player experience. So I completely understand where they're coming from. But at the same time, I don't think there's ever going to be a multiplayer game of a scale and scope, even though we are trying, seeing people try, that gives you like the same kind of satisfaction or payoff that you've gotten from a really well put together single player game. Like I'm sure you both have games that you played like RPGs or whatever that at the end of that, you're like, damn, I really enjoyed that. you know what? I, you know, that was a really good payoff for me. That series was like the original mass effect. You know, I, I'm, I know Adam, you've got a love for secret of mana. I'm, I'm not sure which game you have Jeff, but I know you've played a ton of single player games. Which one was yours? I didn't even finish Secret of Mana. I mean, there was Persona 4 ones. would be my biggest payoff, yeah. probably. 
So, like, you know, I feel like you're never going to get that level of satisfaction out of a multiplayer game because, you know, you don't get that kind of build-up. You don't get that kind of, like, roller coaster through the game with, like, a definitive ending. You never get that closure from, you know, Destiny or whatever. Well, that's mainly because most games are structured around multiplayer because that's how you can profit the most money. Exactly. And you're going to tell your friends you're likely going to get a friend to buy the game to play with and it just kind of snowballs. And also, most games are just like shitty new franchises where they leave the end of the game open for another expansion or another uh, in a movie world like part two or part three or part eight or part ten. And so you don't get a payoff. You're it's always you're always waiting for the next thing. And then eventually you get sidetracked by something else and you're off playing that and they bring out another one. You go, oh, I forgot that. Oh, yeah, I did. I'm going to go in and buy this game. The thing is with single player games is you have a sense of accomplishment because you're doing it all by yourself. Yeah. It's it's you, yourself, and I playing a game. It's it's me time. And so when you are done doing whatever, you feel like you've accomplished something. Your buddy didn't carry you. You're, you know, you didn't, it's it's just a you and game. And so that's there why are not I, a lot of those out there, but they do exist. That's why I feel it's like just, Divinity and Pillars of Eternity and those type of games are actually kind of making a comeback. Like those classic RPG games, there was a long period where we didn't see anything like that. But now, you know, past couple of years, those studios have come back and like, hey, we got some games you might enjoy. And they've been, you know, they've been killing it in terms of like sales and stuff. Yeah, I don't like here's I'll, ha- I'll be the unpopular opinion here. I guess for now, if this is as close as I get for today, um, there is absolute validity in terms of the economic, the the you know the the economies of scale here for going for a multiplayer game versus a single player experience. I mean, it's fucking obvious. But at the end of the day, my opinion is people are just making really shit fucking first player games. <laughs> yeah, they're making fucking garbagey games and a lot of them suffer because they try and uh shoehorn multiplayer into the first player experience and then they spend time and energy and resources that shit that doesn't could have been happen. put into the first player part of the game uh into the multiplayer part and it suffers for it in, in a number of different ways uh, it's just that's my opinion is the games are just shit not not every big first person or, or first player experience needs to be a triple a blow me out of the water fucking magical whatever some of the best single player experiences i've had i've spent 40 dollars or less on and they're made by indie developers and they do spectacular jobs they still look really good you know Transistor why because they're still Bastion. using unreal engine 4 or some other you know recent fucking engine the cry engine or some shit that they've licensed out and so it still looks good it still sounds good. Not all of them will have voice acting because it's, it's expensive or they'll have limited voice acting or something, but the experience is still fantastic. Uh, I just think that they're making shit fucking first player games. And a lot of the people, and, and the, the people that would likely say that at the top are the people that are trying to shoehorn multiplayer into stuff where it doesn't belong. Um, I still think Mass Effect, no matter how good Mass Effect 3's multiplayer was, because it wasn't really bad at all, it was actually relatively entertaining, I still think that shit should have never fucking existed. Put that into making a more complete single-player uh, experience and, and just leave it alone. I mean, there you have to... And then if you do build it out, I mean, 
yeah, with with multiplayer games and first player uh, sing, or, or single player games, it's still similar in in regards to if you're going to have a sequel for them or if you're going to do it the next year, you reuse as many assets as humanly possible for at least two titles so that you get your 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 money's worth in in those assets. It doesn't change in in a single player game. If you're doing a one-off title, then just change the fucking scope of it. Don't try and be you know, a 50-hour epic if you're only going to have a one-title game. If if you're looking to have multiple parts to the series, then yeah, you can worry about it later. Maybe then you can expand it a bit because you're going to make use of assets more than one time. But I think at the end of the day, whether or not, uh, I don't know how many people would agree, but I think, honest to God, it's just they're making shit first, per- uh, first I want to say first person for some reason, first, you know, single player games. If you look at Sony and you look at Nintendo, Sony locked up Naughty Dog, which was one of the smartest things they've ever done. Because you don't see Naughty Dog pumping out Call of Duty to sell consoles. Call of Duty might sell some consoles, but they also rely on Naughty Dog to make incredible single-player experiences that sell consoles, I would argue, possibly more often than a multiplayer game does that's a multi-platform uh, thing exclusive titles Things sell like hardware. Last of Us, like it's just awesome to look at and awesome to play. Like that's what like the single player titles are what get me to go out and buy a console. Like I, I never, I, I don't think I've ever really seen like a multiplayer title that I'm going to get a console for that. The closest one would be Halo, but I didn't get it for the multiplayer. I got Halo because it was freaking Halo at the time. Like i I completely agree in that respect because those are like the big ticket sales those those are the ones that will sell consoles because like you can show really cool experiences with that i guess yeah uh, i just i i I've never bought a hundred percent into it. I understand that budgets for games have have ballooned um to levels that are insane i I still think that it's that's an industry problem that's done that's not an us problem that's a you problem type of shit mm-hmm. where uh you've let it get to this point and now you're you're playing the in, you know you're playing the uh shareholder card where it's oh we need to do this or or you know Joe and Sally shareholder are going to be salty at us cuz we didn't make a 400 billion dollar game this year um and yet everyone's still complaining about you recycling your shit that's a you problem uh, and I think it all kind of funnels back into the fact that now we're seeing indie developers get into this weird tertiary market that's been that's been created here in the last I'd say three to four years, where their budgets have gone up, and now they're in this. Whereas before, indie was more like a a difference between a uh you know like a a fucking. If there was a C rate, if there was a if there was a a C C level actor, or if it ever existed, you know, we always talk about you know A listers and B listers. If there was a C level actor, that would be the indie developers a few years ago versus the AAA titles. Mm-hmm. And now we've got like uh, indie developers that are the B level. They're they're not quite multi you know hundreds of million uh, uh, millions of dollar developers, but they're bigger than the dude putting out RPG maker shit. That they've just created a game with, um, and, and it's filling a void, especially in genres that major developers have abandoned. And I think that that's going to continue until we get another Naughty Dog. 
<laughs> or somebody else in that market that's come up from the indie scene where people trust their games and said, look, these guys have been making consistently great experiences and then they're, the, they're just going to keep selling more and more because the, there's going to be a void left behind when EA, who shuts down Visceral Entertainment and <laughs> cans that shit and says, you know, oops, uh, we're going to have to retool this whole thing because it's not a multiplayer game and we need to make more money on microtransactions, so get fucked. You know, that, uh, and then they come out, you know it's the case where they, they come out and say... They Dead Space and they get shut down. I'm just like, you know yeah, you fucked up. Yeah, they make fucking Dead Space. Like, come on, <laughs> man. Jesus, you're kidding me, right? I mean, they, uh, you, and you know it's the case when everybody's saying... saying that you know, it's especially the way if you read that press release, uh, and they're like, and people say, well, obviously it's because it wasn't set up to be a uh, a, a microtransaction machine, and then they come out and said, we just want everyone to know that it totally wasn't because this isn't a microtransaction machine that we're completely overhauling the entire game. To which everyone, said, okay, you keep fucking telling yourself that. But you just shut down the fucking company that made one of the most popular and best-selling horror adventure games in the last friggin' 15 years. In space. Madness. Absolute madness. Um, yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I guess that's it for, uh, for segment one. We are going to take a, a moment now to give you a verbal ad break because that's become that's become uh, in vogue now we've we've switched over to manual sellout mode mr black do you have a sellout a sellout segment for us uh just go to the patreon and throw money at the screen <laughs> <laughs> trying to speed this up because we are way behind schedule right now yeah i forgot that we had stuff like, to talk about for movies and stuff luckily yeah. there's really not that many things here unless you had uh, things to talk about if you do front load them because the three topics i have here are whatever um so if you do then feel free but uh there's your sellout guys go to patreon.com slash technical alpha throw money at the screen our, our patreon has steadily been kind of climbing yeah, it's been slowly. going up yeah it's been going slowly up. but it's getting there just god help us if if a couple of those big guys disappear but don't think about that keep climbing towards 5k so that we can do D D. And you can watch us be bad at it, because you know it would be absolutely incredible entertainment. Uh, and yeah, so, movies, TV. Movies. Someone's crazy enough to be considering an Ace Ventura reboot, guys. Why? <laughs> uh, they also mentioned in that article, um, that sports movie that had, um, was it? Was Major it Charlie League Sheen or whatever? Uh, big league was it? Big leagues or whatever that it was Major called. League. Major leagues, yeah. So I guess this fucking movie house is like, hey, we need to desperately, and I mean desperately. When you pull these names out of the hat, you are oh, <laughs> desperate to say the least uh, to bring back stuff and uh, make some money off of it. And I couldn't believe. What I saw when I saw that they were considering Ace Ventura, of all things. Like, why? Well, if Jim Carrey comes back for it, I'm okay with it. I think it'd be cool to see an, uh, uh, an Ace Ventura Jim Carrey now that he's older. That's but. the only version of Ace Ventura that I would ever want to see. The problem is Jim Carrey doesn't like sequels, and he's already done two Ace Ventura movies. 
So I don't know. I mean, I mean, Jim right now is so enamored with painting massive murals in his studio apartment uh, that I don't know if he's going to be pulled out of the out of the the artsy fartsy ditch to do an Ace Ventura. But if he did, I'd be all over it for sure. But they were they were noting in the article that the way they were considering it, they said while we would love it if Jim came back. Oh God! They were considering things like a long lost no relative, like no. a son or daughter. No. That that comes out of the shadows to to take up Ace's role in in the pet detective. No. <laughs> Burn it. How bad would that be? Can you imagine? Burn it on the scene. Melissa McCarthy is Ace Ventura. Oh no! Oh god! <laughs> you know, it'd be something stupid like fucking Kevin Hart or some shit. Like it'd just be oh. dumb. Just anyway. Anyway, it's dumb. I think we can all agree it's stupid. Yeah. Let's oh, not let's not so dwell bad. on this one. But oh please, if it, if if it happens, Jim, for the love of God, just it's the only way. Jim, this don't is even fine. do it because I don't want to see it. you screw yeah, it up. Just, just, let, just, just it. let it lay. True. Just let it go. Let, let it let it be. Uh, Justin Lin returns to do Fast Nine and Ten. Mm. So we're gonna get back on that train now that he's been gone for what well, was only gone for like one movie, wasn't he, or two? Uh, he might have done two movies since. Did he's he been do gone? three through seven or three through six? Oh, Justin Lin. Yeah. He only did uh, number seven, right? No, I thought that he did three through... No, he did not do high? three through seven. He. I'm just going I based on he, what I thought I read I thought here. he only did seven. Let me see. Um, what number are we on right now? We're going to do nine. Lynn bowed out after the sixth movie going on to star uh, to, to helm Star Trek Beyond. Um... I know he, he, he did the Paul, he did the Paul six. He did the Paul Walker one, right? Lynn is often credited with the evolving the series from street racing the saga into one of the biggest action franchises on the planet. He helmed parts three through six. Oh, well, there you go. Mm. There you go. Um, so he's wait, back. wait. Uh, I'm getting I'm getting Justin Lin mixed with uh, up with uh, um, James, James Wong. Wong. Yeah. James Wong. Wong. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that's that's racist. Yeah. Uh, jo- okay. Wow. Okay. Justin Lin. Sorry. I thought yes. we were talking about James Wan. No. I was like, okay, this is cool. When okay. Is Justin gonna... Lin's coming back. Okay. When yes. is Lin going to even do that? He's got a ton of movies coming up. Well, good news. Fast 9 got pushed off to 2020 oh, as okay. a release because The Rock was like, I've got more important things to do, like front load my solo movie for Fast and the Furious and make sure that gets released before Fast 9. So that's happening. So the year that that was going to originally get released, it's been bumped. I think it was 2018, and now we're waiting until 2020. Yep, there's a big there's a big amount of beef right now between the Rock and Vin. Uh, Ty- no Tyrese. Oh Tyrese, oh that's right. Tyrese the, um, is like lighting him up on on oh, socials. Over the Rock, it. did you not see the thing that the Rock came back at him with? Savage. Oh fuck, bro. He savage. went. He's like he's like yeah. I was just uh, in my trailer there, and I listened to uh, your album there, Black Rose, and yep. uh, it should be called. Black dog shit, yeah, or something like that. And and he was just going off on it. He's like, it's fucking disgrace. It's yep. garbage. And yep. like, and he did the whole rock. Like the rock, the rock came out is the the most electrifying man. He came out like and and he just and tore what, him a new and asshole. It's easy because he's it's Tyrese Gibson for God's sake. I mean, really, that's like that's like that's like kicking a small child. Yeah, Tyrese really not- is like it was all about family, bro. You came in and I, and you know what? I can see that like. 
The Rock and Vin, like the Rock movies. and Vin, uh, were were biting or uh, hitting heads for a while yeah, because they were, they're yeah. having the alpha. Like Vin, Vin, Vin Diesel is like the the the, the grandfather of Fast and He's Furious. It's, it's his it's his baby, right? Yeah. It, it's what it's what made Vin Diesel uh, essentially a movie star, like a big time movie star. And he's made shit tons of money off the movie, so off off his franchise. So when The Rock comes in and he's an even bigger star than Vin Diesel, they're obviously going to butt heads because when The Rock goes on a set, he's the guy. Like he's the fucking Rock. He's the he's the Rock. I mean, he's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I don't know how many times I can tell you that, but the man would run for president. He'd win because he's the Rock. So the Vin had a problem, and then. Uh, they the they offered um, The Rock a Hops movie, uh, a standalone film, and they were the crew was hoping that The Rock would say no and stand his ground and say no, it's a family thing. We want to get out the next uh, Fast uh, movie, and The Rock said no, fuck you. I'm I'm gonna take my Hops movie and I'm gonna do a standalone Hops movie, and I think it's like an origin story maybe where he's like he breaks at a prison or some shit. I I don't know what what the last thing I heard, but. Um. Yeah, they're gonna do a standalone film, and so obviously the fast movie has to wait. And Tyrese is super pissed because, well, it's Tyrese Gibson, and ask me what other things he has going on in his career well, besides making shitty album. music and and Transformers, and he's not even in Transformers anymore. So yeah, he's pissed. He's pissed because he's not gonna make another fat paycheck, and The Rock is is essentially taking over the franchise because the studios are bending over backwards to whatever the rock wants because he's the goddamn rock and there's just nothing you can do about it. And so when Tyrese went public and made a bunch of Instagram posts, Facebook posts, and he was going saying, fuck the rock, he's coming in, he's, he's breaking up our family, family, this family, that, you know, uh, Paul and Paul Walker wouldn't want this shit. And we all did it. And you know, now you're going to come in here and take over and ain't right. And The Rock said, eat shit, buddy. I'm the fucking Rock. I'll do what I want. So I can see why they're angry. I can see why Tyrese is mad. But at the end of the day, the Fast franchise became a billion-dollar franchise when The Rock was introduced to the goddamn franchise. So without The Rock, who knows, would we actually be going on Fast and the Furious 9 right now? Would we be doing it? I don't know. Probably. Probably. But it just wouldn't be it wouldn't be nearly as successful. And the reality of it is people want to see The Rock. People don't want to see Tyrese. That's just you know what though? You know what though? I love me some Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I think he's a fucking fantastic dude. But I'm taking Tyrese's side on this one. I think it's a fucking dick move. It is a dick move. It's and, and yeah, it's the rock getting his grind on and shit. But come the fuck on, Rock. You are literally God damn everywhere. Soon I'm going to be buying toothbrushes with your fucking bald ass head on the backside of them. You are on every damn poster. You're in every fucking movie. You're in every social media feed. I, even if I unfollowed your ass and blocked, I'd still be getting you everywhere. You are in, inescapable. Which is fine because you're a all, all, you're good dude. And you're fucking hard-working son of a bitch that came up from damn near next to nothing. And I get that, and I love it, but fuck you on this move. This is dumb. This is the, this is the first truly publicly greedy ass for no real reason. Like, what the fuck is The Rock getting as 
scripting a Money. Hobbs movie, Money. but it's not. But it's not going anywhere. And like, what is he going to not get Hobbs movie <laughs> in 2020 and versus Hobbs yeah. movie in 2018? It's the same fucking thing. He might even make more money. Because you know the fucking the Fast Nine's going to make a billion fucking dollars or more. And so it's not like he's going to be like, oh, well, you know, Rock, the last movie didn't do so hot. So Hobbs is now going to have to be a little bit lower of a paycheck. No, it's probably going to be, hey, motherfuckers, I just made another billion dollar movie. You can now pay me more money for the Hobbs movie. It's not anything. He's just front loading it because honest to God, this is how I feel. I think the Rock has got another five years in him and he's getting the fuck out of Hollywood and he's cramming every last bit that he can get in and he's fucking piecing out and I I'm I'm watch it's going to happen he's going to get as much in this short period of time and where is he going to go and then fucking get run wherever for president. the fuck he wants he's the fucking rock he's going to run for president He's going to go back to wrestling. I don't think both at the same time. I don't think he's leaving the showbiz, but I, I, I think he why he's doing this is, run. is there is a lot of headbutton in, in the fast and the furious with him and Vin. I think he's asserting dominance right now. I think he's letting them all know like, Hey, you know, Vin, you might be in charge, bro, but they're coming to me and I'm the guy now. And I'm no, going to be Vin the Diesel guy that came to his defense. And I'm of course he's going to come to his defense. I mean, look what happened the last time they got into a fight. Vin Vin Diesel at this point is and you know what? Vin Diesel's going to get a big chunk of money from the Hops movie. So who gives a shit? But at the end of the day, you know, Vin Diesel. Well, that's why you're not hearing Vin complain about it. Oh, exactly. And Tyrese getting ain't getting shit. I mean, Tyrese yeah. ain't part of nothing. And you yeah. know what? If Tyrese keeps running his mouth, the Rock could say, "I don't want to work with here. Tyrese." Exactly. Yeah, and you know what the you know what the studio will do? Say. Hey, Bye, you know, Tyrese. it's all about family, but, uh, <laughs> well, you're gone, bro. We're going to have to Paul Walker you. Sorry, bro. Oh, we'll see, too soon. We'll see, we'll see you off. You're not going to get the crazy, epic fucking Wiz Khalifa send off that Paul Found did, you, but my friend. maybe we'll, we'll hit you up with some fucking flavor flavor or some shit. We'll get you real good. So, yeah, I, I think, I think this is a power play by the rock. I think he's just, he's saying I'm the alpha. I'm going to be the guy that's going to take the fast and the furious franchise from here. When Vin Diesel gets tired of doing this shit, or you know, the, the or my Hops movie blows up, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the star because Vin is still the star of the movie. He's still the guy that they're following around all the time. It's just the Rock steals a lot of the scenes that they're together. In fact, the last movie they didn't even go, they didn't even film together. They were never on set together on screen at the same time because they hated each other so much. So uh, I think we're probably gonna see now the same with Tyrese if he ever comes back. And uh, well, sorry Tyrese, but. It's The Rock, but I agree. I think it's a dick move. I don't think it was necessary. The Rock has got about a bajillion other things going on right now. He's going to be playing a superhero. He's got fucking, he's filming Skyscraper right now. He's got, I mean, the guy just, I don't even know. Does he sleep? I don't think he does. And if he's sleeping, he's working while he's sleeping. So did he need to do this? No. But deal with it, I guess. It's The Rock. Yeah, exactly. 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 Uh, what's the last little, like, completely random thing I've got here? Oh, hey. All right. So we all know that uh, that Arnie is bringing back, uh, reprising his role in Terminator 6, and, 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 and James Cameron's on board, and Sarah Connor's coming back, and it's going to be the geriatric special nobody ever wanted. But have you ever thought to yourself, man, Arnie's got such a back catalog of absolute amazing films, including the, the perennial holiday classic, Jingle all the way. But do you ever think to yourself, shit, whatever happened to the sequel to Twins? Well, boy, do I have news for you. Apparently, 
Ernie is pretty confident now that they're going to begin shooting next year for triplets, <sighs> where both men are coming back to reprise their roles. And not only that, they've managed to somehow drug and convince Eddie Murphy to be huh. part of this project. Oh, God. So there you go. Yeah, boy. The oh. script has now apparently gotten to the point where, like, it was in, in limbo for a while, and then the script has now been, uh, apparently, he's been told two weeks away from completion, and then he's hoping to start uh, after this whole Terminator 6 thing wraps up, which is, I guess, sometime in the early 2018 period, and then start, uh, you know, start getting on that triplets hype. Did you guys even like Twins? Uh, I haven't seen that movie in so long that I can't even tell you if I liked it or not. It wasn't my favorite Arnold movie. It wasn't bad. Do I think it needs a sequel of all of Arnold's movies? Fuck no. I don't think <laughs> any of Arnold's movies need sequels, man. Bro, None. At, this rate, at this rate, we're getting another Commando. Let's be real. Oh Let's be real. We're waiting for Commando. Do you see some of these like concept art like posters and shit for Terminator 6? Arnold's haggard ass, airbrushed it, it face. bad, bro. It's bad. <laughs> Stop the madness. They need to stop rehashing shit. That's what needs to happen. Oh, but Ace Ventura. That's what you know. What we needed. We need. We need Arnold Schwarzenegger to to take up the role of new Ace Ventura. We needed Ace Ventura as much as we needed a new Ghostbusters. True. Actually, I would have preferred a new Ghostbusters before Harold Ramis died, and then had an actual sequel. Uh, but we're we're not going to get that. So, rip. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to call it there. That was a quick. A quick uh, second half to side A, but now it's time to take a break, come back, side B, coming at you, tech support questions, patreon.com slash technical alpha, $10 and higher, you can ask us questions each and every week, and then we will answer some of those questions to uh, fill up our side B of the podcast. If you're here on Twitch, you can sit tight because we're going to be right back inside of a few minutes with that side B. For those of you listening on iTunes or if you're watching this on YouTube, etc. And you've got it that first day. It's Friday. Well, guess what? you got to wait a little bit because it's not going to be out for a while. But you'll be able to listen to it soon. So ladies and gentlemen, sit tight. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. And uh, for everyone else listening at home, until we see you in the next one, peace! Peace!